The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. The former UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson says he did not lie to the House. During the COVID pandemic, he's been in front of a House of Commons Privileges Committee today. Take a listen uh, to his apology. I apologise. I apologise for inadvertently misleading this House. But to say that I did it recklessly or deliberately is completely untrue, as the evidence shows. Whatever we got wrong, I believe that officials in Number 10 and the Cabinet Office, indeed all Whitehall departments, should be immensely proud of their efforts to protect this country from a loathsome disease. When I point out to this committee that this disease almost killed me, it's only to stress how seriously I took the measures we needed to stop it spreading, as I believe everyone did in Number 10 in Downing Street. Yeah, that was Boris Johnson speaking a little bit earlier today. The LBC broadcaster James O'Brien is with me. James, I, I know you've been quite critical of Boris Johnson, so are you suitably chastened today? I mean... <laughs> You know, he he didn't lie. His advisors, oh, you know, told him the wrong thing. You, you've you've, you've, you've had it wrong all this time. This is it, isn't it? I, I think, you, apart from Jacob Rees-Mogg and Nadine Doris, Kieran, I think you'd struggle to find anybody prepared to adopt that position at this point in proceedings. It's, I, 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 and that, that's quite interesting in and of itself. It hasn't gone so badly that even his most sort of dedicated sycophants would have to start reviewing the situation he hasn't sort of fallen over either metaphorically or actually but but apart from that it couldn't really have gone much worse for him so far it, it was kind of a vicky pollard apology was it sorry not sorry mm, yes but no but because he does this all, all the time it's his modus operandi for years he, he, he goes no further than he has to ever and even when he's pretending to take responsibility for something there's almost like another reflex that kicks in and he and he withdraws the responsibility for something and then the other thing he does that he's been doing all all afternoon is uh, he says things that can't be immediately disproved in the room as opposed to stuff that's necessarily true so i, I mean we'll we'll get on to this but the argument that he that, that, that it was necessary to the business of government for him to have leaving dues when people couldn't have a similar size gathering at an actual family funeral. That, that these are the areas in, into which he's uh, where he's looked by far the weakest. So, uh, just for people who aren't following this in granular mm. detail, he, he he was fined by the police. So the police certainly seem to believe he broke COVID rules. Does he accept that he did break them now, or yes. does he still say the well the police got that wrong? No, it's, again, both. I, I don't, I'm not kidding when I say he tries to he always tries to shout heads and tails at the same time, and then wherever the coin lands, he can claim that he's won. So he he, he accepts that that fine was given, but he slips in all the time. The current prime minister received the same punishment. It was perfectly reasonable to expect it to be a, a, a work gathering, and then the clever questioning. It's been very good questioning. Bernard Jenkins uh, pointed out that his wife and his interior decorator we're attending so quite how that becomes uh, a meeting dedicated to the business of government starts withering on the vine but but he'll stick to it so yes he acknowledges he got a fine from the police he accepts that but at the same time there's a narrative of poor me poor me poor me i never should have got it in the first place so this is the the, the witch hunt is that is, is is that the picture he's trying to paint I, I don't. I, again, this is sort of throw everything at the wall and see in the hope that in the hope that some of it sticks. So he started off certainly giving the impression of of a man more sinned against than sinning. But the longer it's gone on and the more detailed the questioning has become, the harder that position 
becomes to sustain because you're getting asked quite detailed questions with names and dates and, uh, and, and you know, evidence and photographs, of course, crucially. And so to then claim that you're, you're somehow at the heart of, a, of an unjustified and unfair pursuit begins to look increasingly ridiculous. So as that position has receded, probably the anger has increased. The anger has moved into the space left vacant by the victimhood. So uh, this is a quote from this committee has found nothing to suggest I knew lockdown rules had been broken. So we have a photograph of him at Mm. these parties. Mm. So is he suggesting that when he was being photographed at that party, in attendance at it, he didn't know he was breaking lockdown rules? And that is what he told the House. He didn't know it was a party. So there's two strands to this part of the investigation, two strands to the whole investigation. What one is, as you as you mentioned rightly, the statements that he made to the House, which rely on either the assurances he's been given by staff members, or and and this is what you've picked up on, crucially, the question of whether or not, regardless of what his advisors were telling him, whether or not he could be in a situation that was in blatant breach of the guidance formulated and disseminated by him, arguably the most important person in the process of formulating the evidence and communicating it to the public, was the Prime Minister. So he can be that person, that person responsible for formulation and dissemination, but it's unreasonable to expect him to understand the information that he's disseminating, the, the rules and the guidance that he is both formulating and communicating. That, that's it. I know that sounds crazy. Mm. We're, used, we're used to it now. Boris Johnson is claiming that as the man, as the human, as the politician responsible for coming up with the policies uh, coming up with the guidance, coming up with the rules, he can't simultaneously also be expected to understand. That's not his job. And if and if he accidentally fell foul of them, somebody else should have told him. It was somebody else's job to tell him that he had fallen foul of the rules that he was obviously in charge of um, explaining to the public. How is this going down with the great British public? Well, we've only got Twitter at the moment, with, with you know, with 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 the live broadcast being being still underway. And there's always that danger when politics has become as tribal and as entrenched as it has here in recent years, that nothing ever happens that will change the opinion that somebody had going into a um, into an event. Then it can, won't be any different to how it is when they come out. So, so you know, blinder our loyalties. I don't know whether this will fall into that category. It shouldn't. I mean, it is it is ridiculous to tell people who couldn't, have any form of gathering whatsoever, that it was perfectly normal to have drinks parties and leaving dues at, at Downing Street. It is ridiculous to say that you couldn't have run a government without having parties. You know what nurses were going through at the time, what all sorts of uh, key workers were going through at the time. People, I spoke to people on my phone-in show who weren't seeing their own family because they were working in a hospital and vulnerability issues meant that they felt that they'd be safer sleeping on a fellow, on a colleague's sofa rather than actually going home to their partner and children at the end of every shift. So they went for weeks, if not months sometimes, without resuming normal family connections because of their work. And he's claiming that this lot in Downing Street couldn't do their work uh, without the parties. That, that, and, you, you know, there's going to be moments that he'll look back on, if he's capable of honest reflection, he'll look back and think, oh, rats, I dropped it there. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have said that. And that would be one of those moments. Uh, how is he going to look back on today in terms of his his hopes for a political comeback and getting the keys back to the door in number 10? I mean, is today going to be a, 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 a bruising experience, do you suspect, and the fallout from today? You'd think so. His, his trick 
always when he's in trouble, when his back is against the wall, to say whatever he needs to say to get him through the next five seconds. Not five minutes, not five hours, not five days, certainly not five months. So he just needs to get through the next five seconds. I'll say something. It might be ridiculous, but you won't actually in the moment be able to prove that it's untrue and it'll get me to the next finish line. And then I can take a breath and and start again. So he doesn't really think uh, in, in the moment in terms of, um, long-term prospects, but certainly by by tomorrow when he's looking back on it, he'll do he'll do a mixture of victimhood and and, and victory. He will claim whatever happens. He, he will claim simultaneously that he's been completely exonerated by the committee and that he has been um, unfairly treated by it. At the same time, up until the point when their verdict actually drops. What would it say to you about the nature of <clears throat> society were Boris Johnson to be prime minister again? Oh, man, that's a question. I think it would be like Trump becoming president in America again. I think it would be proof that, you know, a a, a, a section of the country large enough to deliver power to an individual had given up any pretense of caring about the most basic requirements of democracy and decency. James, always interesting, always sobering conversation. Thank you for taking the time. Uh, James O'Brien, LBC broadcaster for what it's worth. Boris Johnson is still being questioned as we speak uh, before that uh, uh, House of Commons Privileges uh, Committee. Uh The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.